November. <laughs> it's Tuesday, and this is episode 134 of Internet Hour. I'm here, I'm recording because I have time, and like if this was a real job, I would have to record whether I was feeling in my tip top shape or I was feeling kind of meh. And I'll be honest, I'm feeling kind of meh. I'm okay for sure. Like, I don't know, it's just life's vibes coming at you fast, you know, when you have a few days where it's just you're like overthinking a lot of stuff and you're not sure if you should take action or not. I feel like the answer is always not to take action. And like, I think my own mind can make a lot of stuff up, not make it up, but just think it and it's not what's actually happening. And I talked to my therapist about this a while ago, maybe like two or three sessions ago, just about how, oh, I was feeling like maybe this one person was feeling this one thing. And she was like, why are you feeling that way? And I was like, I don't know. It's just a feeling, a vibe that I'm picking up. And she basically said, you can't really always trust the vibes that you're picking up. Like you can, I think that if you feel like a perceptive or intuitive person, then maybe the vibes you're picking up on are accurate, but but people are so different in how they think about things. So maybe someone was giving you a weird vibe, but in the same moment or day, the vibe changed and you it's unbeknownst to you because you're not hanging out with them anymore. Or I don't know if that's, I mean, everything I say about my life is vague because I'm not going to like tell other people's business. I don't know. I don't know. But basically, if you're feeling like, oh, I should talk to this person about this, maybe not yet. Maybe don't yet because maybe it's all in your mind. And our minds, man, they're fickle and they like play such tricks on you. It's a really crazy thing that we're we're all just in control of them or not in control of them or that we're all like indebted to the thoughts that they have. But in the same vein, you can totally like let thoughts pass and not accept them as reality. But anyway, yeah, I had kind of a rough few moments um, in the past couple days. And so I'm just feeling a little bit off, a little bit discouraged and just weird, strange overall. And I know that's relatable. So it's like I have to come on and say even that because it's like, hello, we're all going through a weird life, you know. So if you're feeling sad, too, or if you're feeling down like we're in it together and it'll change just how this changed from something from a happy jolly mood we could potentially get back there or like we are definitely going to get back there it's just a rough day it's just a rough day that's it that's all I'm trying to say but anyway it's November some water cooler talk for you it feels like November is passing so quickly already like it's already November 7th which means we've been in November for a week and November always goes kind of quickly I feel like when we were in school November was an especially fast month because you're kind of out of the beginning doldrums of like fall and school and you're in the like you're ramping up for holiday season and President's Day which is this Friday I have this Friday off I'm so happy. I love days off of work. I love not having to work. And that always was like, okay, yay, we have a a day off. And then Thanksgiving is coming. So you have a couple days off of school. And November just zips by. And then all of a sudden, it's December and blah, 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 blah. And we are literally standing in the office making small talk. So I'm sorry. But I feel like there isn't much going on celebrity pop culture wise. Maybe that's just me. I feel like everyone's in their niche worlds at this point and you're just taking in the content that is most relevant to you and for me I don't really know what that is right now like 
I guess it's Bravo, but it's hard to like talk about Bravo and post about Bravo even because it's such a if you're not in it you're not in it at all if you are in it you like totally are in it and you get everything but I just yeah I've said this before like I remember feeling so almost eye roll in that like okay I know that other people care about these people but like I don't know who they are at all so why would I care so I'm just that's I almost feel like I need to even get a little bit out of that world because I'm spending so much time in it that I'm foregoing the little nuggets of information and pop culture that I used to do like huge deep dives on and get really invested in. So I don't know. We'll see how that develops. But last night I read a really funny PowerPoint that if you were around in 2017, if you were a sleuthy person who was a Lord Stan, I'm sure you've heard about this PowerPoint. But someone made a PowerPoint about the fact, no, not the fact, about their theory. I won't call it a conspiracy theory because I feel like that pushes it into a realm of like where it could seem like I don't believe it, but I kind of am believing it. I don't know. But the theory is that Lord's album, Melodrama, which if you know me, you know that that is one of my favorite albums. It was on repeat nonstop for a really long time. The theory is that album is about Jack Antonoff, who is the producer, songwriter, guy who like has had a hand in a shit ton of major albums and music projects and most recently got married to Margaret Qualley in New Jersey where Taylor Swift went and there was that whole hullabaloo of fans gathering outside and making it crazy. But the theory goes, the album is actually about Jack Antonoff and Lord having an 18-month affair potentially or just being really into each other, committed to each other, I don't know, while he was dating Lena Dunham. And he and Lena Dunham were together for five years. And this PowerPoint so hilariously puts it that basically (laughs) she's not a Lord Stan anymore because Lord is the reason that Donald Trump got elected because Lena Dunham was away for 18 months, conveniently, helping Hillary Clinton campaign. And (laughs) obviously that's a stretch and not like I don't subscribe to that or believe that but it was just this PowerPoint is fucking hilarious the tone is amazing the commentary is great if you I posted it on internet hour but it's probably gonna expire tonight so if you're listening to this at a later date and you want the link to the PowerPoint it's just a google away but I have the I have the link if you need it but It's just so good, so funny. After reading the PowerPoint, I do believe that Lord and Jack Antonoff, at the very least, had an inappropriate emotional relationship and connection while he was dating Lena Dunham. And he and Lena Dunham broke up at the end of 2017, like six months after the her album came out, I believe. I might be fucking up that timeline, but it's all very suspicious. And I honestly believe it the way that even Lord and Jack Antonoff talked about each other in interviews was like highly inappropriate saying they were like obsessed with each other and there were just like so many late nights at the studio there was some point where she moved into his house Lena Dunham wasn't living there because she was out on the campaign trail but that Lord was living at their house and reading between the lines potentially having sex with this man But anyway, that's something niche that I got into yesterday. And I love how I'm framing this as like, oh, these niche topics, when in reality, there's just like so much information out there. And if you are interested in something small, it all of a sudden in my mind becomes niche. But 
It's like, what? I, I was about to talk about this article that I read from The Cut yesterday about Erewhon. And I was going to say another niche subject. And it's like, Erewhon is not niche. Reading articles is not niche. Like, that's what people did or do. I don't know. And that's like the way that we consume content. I don't know. I don't know why I'm all of a sudden thinking that like if it's not Kardashians or like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, it's not pop culture and it's niche and somehow like smaller and and weirder than the rest of it. But I think you get it. Anyway, I have other things written on my list just to talk about some random things. Man, I have a lot on my mind. I have a lot on my mind. And that's like not fucking helpful for a podcast. But my mind just, I don't know, keeps running in circles. But alas, the time change this weekend fucked us all up. Probably it's getting darker sooner. So insert seasonal depression incoming hard for a lot of people. And if you're nervous and scared about that, I'm so sorry. I am too a little bit. But I don't know. Maybe we get those that light that Alana Glazer got in Broad City where when she worked at the sushi place and had seasonal depression like I don't know I don't know the solution I mean I do know the solution it's to get rid of daylight savings time but I guess Congress House of Representatives whoever's in charge of that voted no like everyone I've talked to is saying the same thing of weren't we supposed to change that and I think it was that we were and then they voted and they decided, no, it's it's weird. Like, why would they tease us with that? And then the clear popular vote is to get rid of daylight savings time, even though why do we have something that is non-functional? Like, wouldn't we have daylight savings time because it's absolutely imperative that we change the clocks to like for some for some reason? But then also it's like cavemen didn't even have clocks and they weren't changing the time in the winter. I mean, maybe they were. Maybe they were like waking up. But maybe they were waking up earlier or later. I don't know. I don't know what the cavemen did. But we are living in this kind of ridiculous world where the government is deciding things for us. (laughs) And I guess that's like all of society, obviously. But I don't love it. I really don't love it. Okay. That wasn't even on my thing. But my first note for this is, quote, the multitudes of human experience, crypto guy, crypto guy trial, bride shooting her wedding photos. Yes. So I was walking downtown the other day because I was meeting up with friends for dinner and I went to, I took the train to Chambers Street and then I walked to Chinatown. And while I was walking, you pass the courthouse for New York District, Manhattan, whatever. And I walked by and there are like a ton of film cameras. No, not film cameras. A ton of, um, what would you call that? News cameras, news guy, huge cameras stationed outside of the courthouse all pointed at the door. And so like I walk by and I and I like take out my phone, I tape them, whatever. And as I'm walking by, I'm thinking, OK, this has got to be the Sam Bankman Freed trial because he's being tried in New York. The the Bitcoin. No. Yeah. Mining Bitcoin. What's his um, what was the company? Alameda. But they were that was the company that they were funneling money to from. Um, fuck. FTX, FTX. Okay, yeah, he's the CEO of FTX and he's being tried for fraud for moving money around between these two companies without letting his the people who had Bitcoin on his platform know, allegedly. I don't know. I don't know. How do I say? I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I kind of have been following it pretty closely. Anyway, it's his trial where 
he is being held on trial. Fuck, I can't think of any court words, even though I've been hearing, been listening to like so many podcasts about it. Just because I'm, it's a curious situation. It's like this young guy, this like heavy air quotes, dopey guy. I mean, he just has a dopey look, obviously. Like that's his strategy and the way that he potentially is circumventing any consequences. Although he's not, he was declared guilty or what's the word for declared in actual court language. He was proven guilty, but it's an interesting situation. Well, I was listening to this podcast and they were asking like, why are people so kind of fascinated with this situation? It's like, I think one, and I'm, I'm not paraphrasing from them, but I'm kind of saying what they said, but the reason that I mainly think, and it's two reasons. I think the first one is because it's Bitcoin and that's like supposedly this confusing and complicated thing. And in this trial, it's it's been made almost easier to understand for me at least than any other like finance trial or crypto trial. Like, I don't know. It's just a little bit easier to grasp. Like he had these two companies and he was funneling money from one into the other, which you're not supposed to do. So, and then the second part is that he's this young guy and the company was run by he and his friends. And they're, I think my age, let's see. He's 31. So like, relatively close to my age and the people that I know. And he and his friends made this company. I mean, I've talked so many times with my friends about making companies, not cryptocurrency companies where we're going to funnel money and embezzle and commit fraud, but definitely cool ideas of whatever. And he is from Palo Alto. Both of his parents are professors at Stanford. So ample opportunity and probably money and networking. And so he was actually able to take this company off the ground and he brought all of his friends along with him. So like his on and off girlfriend was the CFO or CEO or something. And then two of the friends that he made when he was in high school and early childhood were the other C-suite members or whatever. And so they three, the three friends and girlfriends, they all lived in this like condo or house or whatever luxury apartments in the Bahamas with Sam Bankman Freed and all of their other employees. And they now have testified, I think against him. Yeah, definitely against him, but maybe like they just testified in general and like it's leaning against him because they're trying to spare themselves. But the reason it's fascinating is because, yes, they're all friends and now they have to turn on one another to try to salvage their own lives and not go to jail for a really long time. And it worked. I mean, I don't know how much lesser of sentences the friends are getting because they testified against Sam Bankman Freed. But we do know as of last Thursday that Sam Bankman Freed was found guilty on all seven counts of whatever that he was being charged with by the New York government or the the federal government. Yeah, I don't know why it happened in New York. I guess I have no idea. But it's been a really interesting situation. And back to my note about the multitudes of human experience, I was passing by the courthouse and all of these things were pointed at the door. And I was thinking to myself, oh, you know, like that. And then at the same time, there's like two buildings next to each other. One is, I guess, the proper courthouse. And one is like, the courthouse where people get married. No, I don't know. But there was this couple 
who was on the stairs getting their like wedding photos taken or presumably like they got married at the courthouse and maybe they're having a bigger wedding at some other point or already did or whatever. And they're just they hired a photographer to get shots of this or doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Like, why do I care why they were there? They were there and they were doing their wedding photos on the stairs. And I was just thinking to myself about how different the experiences of these people who are mere feet away, like probably a hundred. No, how big is a hundred feet? Probably like 200 feet, a hundred yards. Let's say a hundred yards. They were a hundred yards away from this man who was being tried for crimes and they're having a lovely afternoon where they probably just had a really joyous moment of getting married and bonding over it. And then this man is in the building over and having probably one of the worst days of his life. Not, I'm not trying, I'm not saying at all that he doesn't deserve to be where he is. Of course he does. It's just, it is um, an interesting thing to think about. And I guess that could be said for quite literally everywhere, all the time, everywhere at once, always. <laughs> like, I don't know why this just popped into my head. We're like all over the place today. But the dude who got, the dude who got arrested for, I won't even call him dude, the evil scum, scary human being who got arrested for the serial killing murders of at least four women on Long Island, the Gilgo Beach serial killer. He was arrested on 34th Street like a month or two ago by some undercover cops and has this huge architecture firm and has gone about his business for a really long time and presumably maybe has been murdering women for a while. And I work here and just like everyone walking by him every day, someone can be a completely, someone is, everyone is a completely different person likely than a serial killer. And we're all just like sharing the same earth at the same time and having completely different experiences on it. So I think that's interesting. And I think, I mean, that always all roads lead back to astrology is that I feel like there, there's like the world is energetically divided into, I guess you could say like particles width of vibes. I know this sounds crazy, but it's me. It's me. So it's going to, but just like the energy in astrology is like in the air, in the atmosphere, but it's also divided up over earth. Like they call it astrocartography. So like the different regions of earth have different pulls and effects on you as a person. And it's like in New York, for some people, Venus, which is the planet of beauty and aesthetics and love could have been traveling over New York at the time. And so when you were born and that's where Venus was when you were born, maybe New York has an energetic pull that makes you feel love and beautiful and happy and confident. But for someone who no planets were over New York or pulling on New York as strongly as they were for you might not have a good time in New York and might not think it's pretty or gorgeous or whatever. And that goes for all planets. So planets, some planets signify like where you feel comfortable and homely and that's a good place to live for you. So I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but I guess just like 
some region can be the same physically for two people, but it can have such disparate energies. And I think that's interesting, I guess. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, my next note is something I thought of last week and I wrote it down and I haven't recorded since then, so I'm just going to say it. But um, I wrote about how nice it is that if you stay best friends with the people that you were friends with when you were younger, specifically my age and older, probably, like I had to memorize my home phone number, my mom's phone number, my dad's phone number, and all of my like best friend's phone numbers that I wanted to call and gab at night with. And now I remember all of those numbers just the same, just as clear. And so if I'm ever in a situation where I don't have a phone or I get lost or my phone dies and I need to let someone know something, I can always borrow someone else's phone and give my mom, dad, sister, brother, friends a call and let them know what's going on. And in this particular scenario, it was really useful because not was useful. I didn't, nothing happened, but my phone was close to dying, which if you know me, like that's not, that's not not happening often. Like it's not, not a concern that I, that I have sometimes. And I'm working on that. Some things, do you ever feel like you say some things and it's like a fact about yourself, but you are like, this is such a pick me thing. And it makes me annoyed. And so like, ew about myself that I'm like, yeah, like my phone just like is never charged. And it's like, I, I wish you could say shit like that about yourself and not sound like you're somehow like bragging for being like a cool or like low maintenance girl. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. Anyway, but I was just thinking like, there are a few people that I'm going to dinner with that if my phone did die, I could use someone else's phone, call them and like nothing in my night would be disturbed and I wouldn't feel anxious and nervous and whatever. But I'd imagine if you're like going out to dinner with people you've never met before or friends that you didn't have as children and don't know their phone number by heart, it might be stressful if your phone dies on the way to dinner. But also, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just a very uh, specific instance, I guess you could say. Okay. (laughs) My next note is little grandmas riding bikes, which, yes, I support. (laughs) Full stop. I support little grandmas riding bikes. I think what I saw in the moment and why, why I wrote this down is because there was a little grandma and she was on one of those bikes that's electric, like not an e-bike and not a motor whatever. It's the one with the seat. It's It looks like a real bike. The wheels are a little smaller. The like handlebar thing is higher than, not higher than usual, but like longer than usual because the wheel is small and low down. And then the seat, and but it's like electric. So it's like a seated scooter almost kind of vibe, but the wheels are bigger than a scooter for sure. And there was this little grandma zip zapping around the a corner. And I was just like, yes, I feel like those that's the only case in which those bikes and electric bikes in general should be accepted is for like old people who need to get places only because I have been thinking about city bike and I'm I'm an e-bike loyalist. Like I love an electric bike. I will always ride that if it's at the station, but I fully acknowledge that that almost circumvents one of the reasons to ride a bike. Obviously, the good and important reason is like to conserve fuel and not drive a car everywhere, fly your private jet down the block. But it's just like the 
healthier alternative overall. Like it's like you get on and you get on a bike and if you're biking a few blocks, that's getting your circulation moving, like getting your heart pumping, getting a little bit of exercise, a little more exercise than you are if you get in an Uber or whatever. Like that is a benefit of biking. So when you're e-biking all the time, while it's quick and convenient and fast, it's almost like only doing 50% of the intention of the bike. And I can only imagine the bike is kind of like, what the fuck? Like, and I wonder if all the rest of the like manual e-bikes are sitting there like, ugh, e-bike thinks she's so cool and so hot. And like everyone always chooses her, but it's just because she's easy. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I think that's probably what's going on. And so I don't know. I think, I think it mostly comes from a place of judgment of myself. Like, I should, I want exercise and I want to like be able to do things and be able to like breathe while I'm doing them and work out and stuff. And I should take advantage of this like quick version of exercise that I can get that also transports me somewhere. But so I don't mean to project that onto everyone else by any means, but I really feel like the quick, quick stuff should be designated to grandma's. Okay, my next note, I don't know why I said it like that. Was that an accent? I don't know. Soccer field in the middle of the city. Yeah, I passed a soccer field. If you can't tell, I was in Columbus Park, Columbus Square Park, whatever, which I haven't been to in a while, but I think I went to as a kid. I feel like I did. But there's just this like soccer field in the middle of the city. And I mean, there are tons, obviously, but I just, I think that's so cool. Like you get to walk home from soccer practice in the city and like see all these things. And that's just a cool way to live. Honestly, I didn't talk any fucking pop culture, but I'll just say Kim Kardashian announced three things in the past week and a half for skims. And for a moment and even now I felt like okay this is old Kim this is saying yes to all these opportunities that come her way that may not be aligned perfectly and may not all stand together as one branded thing but then I'm like skims is everything skims is everything and it can be everything and so she should lean into any opportunities she gets with skims because I think it all works. I think it's all good. And the three things are the nipples, which I think I talked about. Like, I think that's cool if you want that, whatever. Um, And then she announced a partnership with the NBA where she is going to be, well, skims is going to be the provider of all undergarments for the NBA. And then third, she announced the Swarovski deal, which are diamond D encrusted looking skims which we definitely fuck with like if you're gonna do that it might as well be in a partnership with Swarovski so I'm into all of those I'm really happy for her I can't imagine what her bank account looks like but I'm going to imagine it I'm going to see it in my mind's eye so I can manifest it for me next the CFDA awards were last night I haven't really looked into much of the fashion happenings. I've seen what's come across my desk, which for the most part is Anne Hathaway in her jean look. Fuck, I didn't even see who who is the designer, but she looked great. Then there was Demi Moore and um, Gwyneth Paltrow. I think Demi Moore presented Gwyneth Paltrow with some sort of award. And I haven't really seen anything else. And that's on me. That's on me right now because I need to 
sit down and do some posting because I'm out of it. Did you guys know I'm out of it? <laughs> okay. BravoCon this was this weekend, which looked so fun, so fabulous. I have to go next year. I need to be in the room with all of these absolutely crazy and insane people. I'm not even going to get into each of them because that's for another day. The Golden Bachelor is happening. We're down to the final three. And last week ended on a spoiler. No, not a spoiler. A cliffhanger opposite of a spoiler. And so we don't know who the final two are that are going to get to meet Gary's family. But I would bet that he's going to get rid of Teresa. I feel like he had a great start with her and then it kind of fizzled out and petered out. Is that, is that a term? And so I think he's going to dump her ass <laughs> and keep the other two who are basically copy-paste the same woman, which is good. That means, okay, he has a type and he's going for it and, like, he has now two choices. But now he has two choices and I don't know what he's going to choose and I'm kind of nervous that he's going to break someone's heart. And I'm really confused because none of them seem open to moving. Like, they've established where they live and that's kind of... I feel like that used to be a problem on The Bachelor, but now everyone's like, okay, we're both going to move to LA and be influencers. So it's perfect. You don't even really have to talk about, oh, I live in like South Carolina and you live in Chicago. It's like, no, we'll both move to California and it'll be fine. But it is a real problem with The Golden Bachelor because they're literal grandparents and they've established roots and families and are not just going to like up and move for the sake of love because by then in life you realize like doing shit like that for love sometimes doesn't work out. I don't know. That was kind of like a cynical take, but that's the vibe that I'm getting from both of the women. It's like, why would I uproot my life for this thing that could very well end? Not that they're thinking that it's going to end, but like it could end. So we'll have to see how that works out. And we will this week. And then, of course, there's like a million more episodes, Women Tell All, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe we won't know super soon, but we'll know eventually. Okay, I think that's it. Thanks for joining me on this potentially dreary and confusing and vague episode. But if you're going through it too, I'm sorry. And things will get better. Things will turn around, turn up really try to look inward. That's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to like fully get to know myself. I know that's so such a stupid thing to say. No, it's not stupid, but it's like really in life, you have yourself, you obviously have other people in other relationships and you should lean on them and invest in them. But take care of yourself. Take care of yourself for sure. Like we got this. We got I love you. I love you so much. I can't wait to talk to you again. I hope you have a fabulous week, a great weekend. I hope you are feeling happy. I'm feeling good. Okay. I love you. Bye.